Hi, welcome to the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. I'm Rabbi Mark Wachowski with the 12-minute shiur number 27, The Mitzvah of Medicine. We're working from a source sheet that you can download at our website, www.freehoffinstitute.org learning, and then scroll down to the 12-minute shiur. In this installment, we begin a series devoted to the nature of medicine as understood by the halakha. We like to think, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that everybody knows, right, that physicians and other medical personnel perform a mitzvah when they practice medicine. And the Shulchan Aruch, the great 16th century code of halakha, seems to agree with this. Let's look at the text in lines 3 through 8 on the source sheet. The Torah grants to the physician the reshut, or permission, to heal or practice medicine. This is a mitzvah. It falls under the category of pikuach nefesh, or saving human life. The one who abstains from practicing medicine is considered like a shofech damim, a shedder of blood. Okay, so the practice of medicine is a mitzvah, but how, do, how does the Shulchan Aruch know this? After all, the, the Torah never states explicitly that we are obligated to practice medicine or to seek medical assistance in response to disease. There's no such commanded listed in the five books of Moses. Well, like all halachic codes, the Shulchan Aruch derives its ruling from source materials. And in this case, those materials begin with the verses in Exodus chapter 21, lines 13 through 19. anashim, when individuals quarrel and one strikes the other with stone or fist, and the other does not die but takes to his bed, right? He's injured. Im yakum should he get up? the victim, and walk around outside on his cane, he's injured but isn't killed, well, the assailant is cleared of wrongdoing, except that he must pay for the others, that is, the victim's idleness, his downtime, his unemployment compensation, and surely cause him to be healed. Now, those last two words, are an example of that biblical Hebrew formulation where the makor form of the verb is followed by the imperfect tense. We tend to read this as a sign of emphasis, as the translation, and surely cause him to be healed, tries to make clear. But the rabbis understand this double form, rapo yirape, to include some meaning in that verse that the single form on its own, yirape, would not. So, for example, Rashi on the Torah, lines 24 through 27, here following the classic Aramaic Targum Onkelos, tells us that the double form of the verb means that the offender must pay the injured party's medical expenses, presumably because he himself cannot or doesn't want to provide medical services personally. The Talmud, meanwhile, offers an important midrash. It's in Bavakama, lines 32 through 35. A baraita from the school of Rabbi Ishmael, teaches that permission is given to the physician to practice medicine. In other words, the word by itself means he shall heal him. That is, the offender must make sure that the injured person is healed. 
while rapo comes to indicate not only that, but the physician is permitted by law in the first place to do their job, to do what physicians do. But why does the rofe need reshut or permission to practice medicine? You might think it has something to do with how individuals today are licensed to practice medicine by examining boards, but that's not quite the issue here. The Midrash here is talking about refuah in general. Why do physicians as a group or class of people need a special warrant from the Torah to do what they're trained to do? To answer this question, we turn to Ramban, or Nachmanides, in his 13th century halachic monograph, entitled Torah Adam, and you'll find the text on lines 38 through 50. Why does the Talmud say that, quote, the Torah gave permission to the physician to practice medicine? Okay, Ramban says, umistabra, it makes sense to say, a reasonable explanation is that it tells us the practice of medicine is not forbidden mishum hashash hashgaga, on grounds that the physician might err in treatment and harm or kill the patient. Now, that is, the reshut, or license granted by the Torah, protects the physician against claims of liability for damage that he or she inadvertently causes while applying medical treatment. Without such protection, no one would risk that kind of liability, and then we wouldn't have physicians or medical treatment at all. Now, the Jewish law of medical malpractice is somewhat more complicated than this, and we'll take that up in a future installment. But for now, that's one of the reasons why the physician needs a reshoot to practice medicine. Back to the text, lines 39 and 45. Iname. Here's another explanation. This permission or reshoot comes to tell us that we should not say, that is, we should not refrain from practicing medicine on the grounds that... HaKadosh Baruch Hu mochetz v'hu If the Holy One smites a person, shall a physician heal them? And we might or say or think such a thing, since it has been stated in Bavli Brachot, She'ein dalkan shel b'nei adam barufuot, ela she'nahagu. Human beings ought not to engage in medicine, but it has become a habit with them. That is... There's something suspect, not so kosher, about the very idea of medical practice. We find a a similar sentiment in the Bible in 2 Chronicles, where we read, Even in his sickness, King Asa lo darash et Hashem, ki im barofim, he did not seek out Adonai, but rather turned to the physicians. The implication being that King Asa should have turned to God in Teshuvah and prayer rather than going to the doctor in response to his illness. In other words, people in ancient times regarded sickness as a sign of divine displeasure, a punishment for sin, perhaps. Why else does disease happen, after all? So to respond to disease by going to the doctor and availing oneself of natural medicine in place of spiritual healing might have been seen by them, and obviously some did see it this way, as a a frustration of God's will. The reshut, or license to practice medicine, therefore comes to tell us not to think this way, 
but rather to think of the physician as God's agent and of medical practice as the way God actually intends us to respond to disease, right? We're not frustrating God's will by going to the doctor. We are actually fulfilling it. So, we know that the Torah grants permission for the practice of medicine, and we know why, in Ramban's opinion, it needs to grant that permission. But Ramban is not satisfied with reshut or permission. He's got bigger halachic fish to fry. What he wants to do, indeed what he needs to do, is to prove that the practice of medicine is not only a permitted act, something we're allowed to do, but a required act, a mitzvah, something that we must do. Line 53, Reshut, Reshut de mitzvahu. This permission or Reshut is in fact a mitzvah, for it is a mitzvah to heal the sick, which falls under the category of pekuach nefesh, the saving of human life. Now, how does the Ramban know that? Well, as proof, he offers a series of Mishnaic and Talmudic provisions that set aside some very serious isurim or provisions, or prohibitions, rather, alpi bikiim, when bikiim, or experts in the practice of medicine, testify that a person's life may depend upon it. For example, and here's just one of several that he offers, in Bavli Yoma 83b, lines 54 and 64, Mi she'achazo bulemos ma'achilinoto alpi bikiim. One who has been seized by bulemos, a Greek word related to the modern bulimia, understood as a sudden and overwhelming attack of hunger, which happens on Yom Kippur in this case, that person is fed on the instruction of experts. They feed him honey and other sweet foods, since those substances bring light to the eyes. That is, they revive the patient suffering from this particular disease. Now, lines 59 and 71. Kulan, all of these things, all these other examples, bidrachim shal malechet harufuot osinotan. All of these things are done according to the procedures of the art or craft of medicine. That, that word malechet uh, indicates art or craft or, or science, if you will. otan ela alpi And one cannot perform them without knowing that science or chokhmah. We know that the mitzvah of pekuach nefesh overrides or sets aside virtually every other mitzvah or obligation. Well, the practice of medicine is pekuach nefesh because it's the physician who tells us, based upon their expertise, that a particular set of symptoms constitutes a disease that poses a health risk serious enough to warrant the setting aside of other prohibitions. In this case, the prohibition against eating on Yom Kippur when a person's life is in danger. Now, parenthetically, maybe not so parenthetically, when Ramban quotes the Talmudic word bikiin and calls medicine a chokhmah, he's defining medicine as a discipline, a learned practice that requires expertise and knowledge. We accept the instruction of the physician even when that instruction tells us to set aside a commandment of the Torah because it comes from someone who is qualified to give that instruction. And those qualifications are judged by the other practitioners of the discipline. We'll have more to say about this in a future installment. For now, let's 
keep in mind that according to halakha as well as common sense, there is a big difference between real medicine and the sort of so-called medicine practiced by quacks. The final passage from Ramban, lines 78 through 88, summarizes his conclusions. The practice of medicine partakes of pikuach nefesh, our highest obligation. Therefore, the one who delays unnecessarily in its performance, or the one who refuses to perform it, even though they are qualified to do so, is called a shofech damim, a shedder of blood, meaning they bear responsibility for the loss of human life. And now we can see that the Ramban in Torah Ta'adam is the source for the Shulchan Aruch passage with which we began this shiur. Medicine is a permitted practice that is also a mitzvah because it is an instance of the obligation of pikuach nefesh. In our next installment, we'll see how another leading halachic thinker uses a different route to arrive at this conclusion. In the meantime, this has been the 12-minute shiur from the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. Thanks for learning with us. Lehitraot.